What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to another episode of the WorkPrints Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. I'm your host, although a bit stuffy, Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I might die this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go ahead and get right into this episode 67. 67 make sure you mark that, the one where Bilal died. Yes. So you guys are uh, getting uh, the remnants of Hurricane Ida, right? That's what's going on right now? Yeah, and like, I I knew it was going to rain, and then they said the Passaic River is going to flood. And the Passaic River is my parking lot. Like, it's <laughs> right next to my parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and so right before this started, I was eating lasagna that my sister-in-law made for me and my wife. And uh, I was scrolling through Facebook for my apartment <laughs> complex group. And someone had posted, they're like, hey, the road in front of our apartment is massively flooded. There's water in the stairwell. And, like, our apartments are elevated, so, like, we don't normally get that water. Looking out the uh, window, um, it's pretty high. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. And so I told my wife, like, well, watch it. If water starts coming in through the vents for the AC unit, we will take all the electronics and we'll put it on the island. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, it's a bit scary. Uh, really curious to see how this all goes and why, wondering why all the drainage sucks. <laughs> yeah, so we've had a flash flood warning that went into effect, I think, last night up until tomorrow morning is how long it's supposed to be in effect for. But for the most part, we've just gotten, like, rain. And it's been on and off going from, like, a drizzle to, you know, something really serious. But haven't gotten any high winds or anything like that, so it hasn't been too, too bad. Now... This episode's a little bit weird. First off, we took a week off, and we'll mm-hmm. get right right to that because honestly, we buried the lead. <laughs> if you consider <laughs> Bilal possibly dying, you know, if we have something more important than that, and I I think we do, uh, so we kind of buried the lead. But the reason, another reason, it's weird is we're actually streaming over on YouTube tonight, and it is because. One, we had to delay the podcast a day from Tuesday to Wednesday, and it just so happened to fall on the a day off Twitch movement walkout. And for those who don't know what that is, uh, Twitch has been suffering recently from these hate raids where people are going into streamers of colors, um, Twitch streams uh, with bots and just filling the chat with just the most heinous of messages they've also been doing it when streamers are offline and then reporting the channels for the content in the chats because according to twitch's guidelines you're responsible for your chat as well it's why you see some of the big streamers have such strict rules in place and also have dedicated moderation teams right uh one of the benefits of us being a small fish in a big pond is we haven't suffered from that. But in solidarity with, you know, other streamers of color, because I mean, the two of us are minorities. Yeah. We decided that we would also take the day off of Twitch, but we still wanted to bring the episode considering that we did miss a week. So here we are over on YouTube and it seems like that's the trend. Have you seen the news about? Yeah. Um, I would like that YouTube money. Mr. YouTube? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so in just two days, I mean, yesterday, Dr. Lupo announced that he was going, or yesterday or the day before, you know, yeah. this week, Dr. Lupo announced that he was going over to 
YouTube gaming exclusively stream. And then earlier today, I saw Tim the Tatman is also signed a contract to stream exclusively over at YouTube gaming. Listen, Microsoft paved the way to make this all happen. These big yes. streaming exclusive deals. And maybe yep. they didn't land it with Mixer. And I really miss Mixer because yeah, those 4K streams were nice. Um, yeah, the tech behind Mixer was fantastic. Yeah. Who it's just kind of hard to break into the streaming game when all you're providing is a streaming platform. YouTube had exactly. a leg up because it's... You know, even Twitch streamers oh. were already then posting their content on YouTube to kind of double dip in revenue and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, your audience is already probably following exactly. you on Twitch on YouTube, so it's it's a no brainer at that point. Yep. Um, like, I think Ninja lost a lot of followers jumping over to Mixer, but he he got he got his payday. So I, I and I think you know, when he came back to Twitch, everyone returned for the most part. So no sweat off yeah, his back. It, it, he still pits up pretty good numbers and yeah. not for nothing, but he's at a point now where he's got other things going on. I mean, he's yeah. releasing apparel with Adidas every other month and appearing in movies. And so the one thing, though, is him coming back now that he's secured the bag is he streams whatever he wants. He no yeah. longer feels beholden to just stream the whatever game is popular at the moment, whatever game he's associated with, which is which is cool, you know? Um, yeah. It's kind of like what we do, except he's made millions and millions of dollars. And I think we pay Twitch <laughs> to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> part of the filler program. <laughs> and so, but listen, all that aside, the big news, the reason that, one of the reasons that we were delayed and why this podcast took so long, I'm proud to announce I went to Universal Studios and <gasps> Islands of Adventure this past week with my family on vacation. Did you go to Harry Potter World? <laughs> I did go to did Harry you, Potter World. Did you get it was your also, own wand? I did not get my own <sighs> wand. Here's the problem. I wanted to get my own wand, yeah. but then I got to get two more wands. Yeah. And I'm not made of wand money, all right? Those wands are I will say, like $80 or something like yeah. that. But they have like, all those like RFID wand moment things, and there's a long line for them, but like, oh, you still want to I got there. There was... Here's... What I want to say, I saw some other kids doing it and stuff like that, and it looked yeah. cool. I was kind of jealous and kept thinking about going again and want. There was no lines. A mix of kids going back to school and uh, obviously yeah, people is... afraid of COVID. Yeah, and, and dealing August. with that. Uh huh. And so I went to Islands of Adventure the first day, rode every single, I mean, we rode every single ride there. Then went to Universal Studios the next day, got there earlier, rode every single ride and rode a bunch of them twice. We rode Escape from Gringotts, the Harry Potter ride oh, in Universal Studios twice. Yeah. We uh, rode the Jimmy Fallon ride, which is way better than a Jimmy Fallon ride has any right to be. Yeah, we it's really weird. I was, like, I was like, why does Jimmy Fallon have a ride? It's not yep. bad. I really like yep. the Shrek one. Yeah, I mean, I like the Shrek one too. We yeah. only rode that one once. We rode the Minions twice. We rode the Mummy twice. It's weird that the Mummy is still as good as it is, considering it's one of the oldest rides they have there at the yeah. park now. And yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic time. Also, as great as that was, that is not the biggest news to come out. Of you also went to Disney? <laughs> well, I wanted to let the people know the moment we've all been waiting for has finally occurred. <laughs> My wife had a baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what day uh, was it exactly? If you don't, it was you know, it was, you, it was last Wednesday. Want to say. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, baby was born. It, it. We we managed to raise a child for one week, 
And oh, nice. I, still alive? I, 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 yeah, still alive, still kicking. Good, I, cool. I think he, I think he's even better at, with every passing day. So uh, <laughs> I think we're doing a stand-up job. Um, yeah. People say parenting is a different kind of tired, like get ready to say goodbye to sleep. And I always responded with, I can stay up late and I'm fine, like on three, four hours of sleep. What, they, what I didn't realize was having a child that wakes up in the middle of the night is sleep torture. These are yeah. CIA-trained CIA uh, torture yep. experts. And what they do is, as soon as you're, you start dreaming, they will start crying and you have to yeah. get up and take care of them. And they put them down and like, they should sleep for three hours and then cry. But sometimes yep. it's an hour. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes yep. it's two. And you don't know every time. And so by the, and between every wake, it's another hour to 90 minutes to get them back down. And so before you know it, it's already like 10 a.m. And you are, you just want, you don't want to murder the child. You, I mean, just, listen, you, just, you just want sleep. You want any help. <laughs> you just want no, you just want to put the I, baby down and me, just be like, I love, I like, I love you, but please, yeah. please. He promised him things. It's only been a week, so I mean, you're, it's, you're still fresh. But how many times have you looked that up and just said, I what What do you want? Like, what, can, <laughs> what, do, you, so, what do you need from me? So okay, I'm not gonna say he's easy, but he yeah. is. He has been very good in terms of what his wants and needs are he goes down for a nap he wakes up with a dirty diaper you change the diaper he starts going uh and then crying for his bottle he will cry until he gets that bottle he will cry when he's down on the changing table as well um so but he doesn't cry for no reason like um once you get that bottle in his mouth he is <laughs> he is like oh yes he's like he's like a heaven bliss then he'll poop his diaper again. So you just change the diaper like 15 minutes before, then you gotta change it again like 20 minutes later. And then you think, okay, maybe he's down. No, because he pooped, he now needs another bottle. <laughs> and so you give him that second bottle and now he's ready to be um, put down for bed. Uh, there are some nights where he had a bit of trouble, but I think what me and my, my, my boss gave some advice. He's like, if you both try to tackle everything together, you're not gonna make it. Like he's like yeah, he's like that's good. He's advice. like you gotta take shifts. And so like the first night, uh, I think what's today Wednesday, I think Monday night, I uh, went to my wife and I was like, hey, look, I'll take this first shift. I'll stay with him up till five. I'll sit here and watch Netflix and play Xbox, like whatever it takes. Um, you yeah. just get sleep. <laughs> and, then, and then my and then my wife woke up at two and she was just like, I. I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I was like, this is not what we discussed. And then yeah. like, it was a rough night. But then last night around 10 PM, I was like, I'm tired. I actually going to go lay down. And then my wife woke me up at 3 AM. She's like, Hey, um, I'm tired. I want to lay down. I was like, okay, just bring him in, put him down. Uh, and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. And so then like at 3:40, he cried. I got up and took care of him. And he was like, he was easy. Like, I'm gonna jinx it. He was he was very good. <laughs> he was very good in, in terms of his cycle. And I put him down uh, right after his feed. He went to sleep for three hours, and I was like, uh, it was like five a.m. when I put him down, and I was like, I could go to sleep, or uh, I'm like I'm like, I got five hours of sleep. This is just already. So this is like I'm I'm wired like <laughs> because I've, I've been had such terrible sleep. Um, yeah. So. I decided to stay up 
and I was like, I'm gonna finish Dodgeball Academy, <laughs> and that's what I did. Um, it's a, and it's it's nice. There's something peaceful about gaming in the morning hours while everyone else is sleeping. There's no expectations of what to expect uh, from you, um, and so I, I think that I might be a morning person now. Uh, I think that's how this works. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's how that works, but good luck with but, that. But yeah, but I've been up since like three forty a.m. Um, and yeah, now we're here doing this podcast. It's it's been it's been a roller coaster. I absolutely love it. Um, it is tiring. It is. It is a lot at times. Uh, we are blessed to have our parents so close by to help out. Yeah, and it's huge. Yeah, it, it is huge. I, uh, to any couple out there that's just done it, what just the two of you, or even just the one of you in some cases, you superheroes, <laughs> goddamn superheroes. Um, and like shout outs to my wife. I think she had like a twenty four hour labor, and it, things got scary at times. And man, she pulled through and delivered one hell of a cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> He is very handsome. I was yes. fortunate enough to get sent a picture while I was yeah. on vacation. Yeah, I was going through the list. I was like, who, who is close to me that I can send a picture to? <laughs> so I was like, like, Rob. I should send yeah. it to Rob. No, I went and I showed it to my wife right away. Yeah. And no, we're very and, happy and then she's like, for And then your wife's like, and so that's the end of the podcast. And you're like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, we have a new co-host. Yes. All right, well, you mentioned that you've been playing Dodgeball uh, Academia. Let's just go ahead and get into what we've been playing. I will pick it up from there because, like I said, mm-hmm. I was on vacation for essentially a week. And I got back on this past Sunday, and Monday was actually my birthday. Ooh, and oh, so, yeah. yeah. And so, thank you, thank you. And so I spent the you know, day with my wife and then some of my friends came over later in the evening. Actually, I wasn't expecting anybody to come over, uh, but they kind of surprised me. And my brother and my nephews uh, came up that day as well. So I've been busy with that. I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and play. But what I did get to play is I did get to play a little bit of Marvel Revolution on my phone while I was in this is that Florida new one that they've been advertising everywhere, right? Yes, everywhere. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Because, because I saw an ad for it, and I was like, ooh, this this looks pretty. This is mobile? <laughs> yeah, so it's... I see a lot of people calling it basically uh, Marvel Heroes, right? It's the reincarnation of it. It is a Diablo-esque Marvel game. Through and through. There are these like interstitials in the levels where it becomes a little bit more cinematic and then you have like these quick time events to kind of interact with it. But for the most part, you are brawling, you know, multiple enemies, activating abilities on cooldowns. And so it is very much in the same vein of that game. I have only dabbled in it and I've played maybe like two hours of it i will say that the opening onboarding and kind of tutorialization of the game is very long and part of it is that it is very cinematic so i sat down to play and i was like oh i'll just play 10 minutes real quick and then an hour (laughs) went by because i just didn't have a natural stopping point but i am enjoying it so far it lets you do a thing where the gear is different costume pieces that you get and you can equip 
mismatched costumes. And that actually, I cool. think I think one of the ads I even saw was tongue in cheek saying that, you know, we're relying on you to pick the best costumes and they're showing these monstrosities of <laughs> mismatched costumes and stuff like that. You also, I will say, you do also have the option to lock in the appearance of certain pieces. So if you have a full set, even if you want to use the different... Um, this is like a glamour. Piece. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you can have a unified look, even if you are using mismatch, mismatched pieces and stuff like that. So, so far it's pretty cool. Uh, I like the selection of heroes that you can pick from right away. You have your big hitters like Iron Man and Spider-Man. Then you also have, you know, uh, Captain America. But then we get Doctor Strange. We get Captain Marvel. You have Star-Lord and Storm. And I'm sure I'm missing a couple other ones that are in the game so far. But it's a nice, varied selection of characters so far. And so how's it, I'm... How's it feel on a phone? I That is the one thing is I wish it had supported controller. I understand that it gives you gives you a pretty good amount of abilities on the screen at once and maybe mapping to a controller would be difficult in that sense. Kind of like how MMOs aren't really suited for controller just because there are so many abilities and, and cooldowns that you're managing. But I would have enjoyed this game a lot more. I just, listen, I told you my, th my birthday just passed yeah. in my 30s, like... Maybe I'm just too old, <laughs> right, to to move around on on mobile because it just does not feel natural to me at all. Yeah, no, it, um, uh, but it's like when I see that like PUBG Mobile or Call of Duty Mobile has so many players and yeah. play touch, and I'm just like, how? <laughs> yeah, at least Call of Duty Mobile lets you use controller. I yeah. mean, you feel yeah. you feel like you're cheating when you use a controller. <laughs> I know uh, Genshin Impact just got controller support, and I was like, ooh, that might ooh. be a good... Yeah, I think they got that in the 2.0 update. That might be something to just, like, put on the back burner and play through. Hmm. That is tempting. Yeah. I might have to pick that up then. Is there cross-progression between that and the PS? Yes, they. I think they, they also added that to the PlayStation, because before it was mobile and PC only. and Yeah. Don't quote right. me on it, but I'm pretty sure that yeah. I think that's what the 2.0 update brought. I mean, I've um, been looking and thinking about dabbling in it, so I might have to get involved in some Genshin Impact. You, you'll but, play it, and you'll be like, this is this is Breath of the Wild. So I started... Well done? <laughs> yeah, so I started playing in. I actually enjoyed the little bit I played, but it did not run well on the PS4 when I yeah. was playing it. And so it was kind of around the launch on the PS4 for it when it launched on PS4, I should say, is when I started playing it. And it just didn't run well at all. And so that's what kind of turned me off. But I was digging the art style. I was digging the gameplay. So I have it downloaded now on the PS5. I haven't booted it up yet. But if that runs well, and I, I've heard that the phone version runs fantastic. So if I can yeah, get it, it, it's, control it's support scary. on there, cross-progression. It's scary how well it works on uh, mobile. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, my Switch doesn't even look this good in some of the, with some of these games. <laughs> so the other game I've been playing is an oldie that I picked back up. I have been playing Hades the past couple days. Now, I think we talked about this before where you said that the moment you hit it on, stop playing in handheld and actually mm -hmm. play it on the TV, you seem to... I, I beat it on my first try. Right, but that's, okay. I mean, that, that's just... 
a bias. I was just like, I did have like 20 something runs at that point. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I had 17 runs before I started playing yesterday and I hooked it up to the projector I got. We've recorded since I, I got the projector, right? I mentioned that I grabbed it. Yeah. Or is this the first I, I, yeah. I think you got yeah. it up, but then I think you mentioned that the screws, you might, Warren's oh yes, right I spot. got a new yes, I got yeah. a new mount. I redid the screen actually, and so everything is nice and set up now. So mm-hmm. last night, me and my brother are up late. The kids are already in bed, and we're just hanging out. And I was like, "Hey, like, do you mind? You want to watch me play this?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's he's said that he's watched a whole bunch of like speed runs of it, and he's seen a ton of the game, but he hasn't really played much of it. But he did download it because now it's on Game Pass. So I have the switch hooked up to the projector. I was playing on there last night. Run 18. I get to Hades. I'm doing great. I beat Hades. I didn't know he had a second form. (laughs) I put the controller down. All of a sudden he gets back up. I got to pick the controller back up and I lose there. All right. Uh, Next run. I, you know, the boons that I ended up getting, I got a lot of the Athena ones, so I have Deflect. I also got Poseidon's Call and basically built around doing excess damage from my, what, what, my cast ability, right? Oh, okay. Or I should say damage reduction from the cast. So I had damage reduction from the cast because I had like uh, Aphrodite's cast. And then I had uh, increased damage from my special and what increased weapon? range on my normal attack. I was using the the uh, the lance. What, is, what? No, it's a uh, spear. I was using the spear. Yo, you, you want to know the crazy thing? Um, mm-hmm. Everything you're saying to me, my brother, my wife's brother-in-law just texted me this morning because he just got mm-hmm. his first clear. And like the boons, the weapon, everything seems to be the same. Yeah, as like you're yeah. standing right now. He's like he had a cast that did like 300 damage and like a spear charge that would just wreck Hades. Yeah, and so so the build I had is my spear had ricochet on it. So anytime he was throwing out some of the stuff that he throws out and the you know different phases he summons people to help him out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It made clearing that really easy. So I didn't have to worry about those annoying shockwaves. And then I could just focus on him as well. And what the cast did is it did like 250 damage, but also reduced his damage by 30%, actually by 40% by the time I got to him. And so that helped a ton. I also went in focusing on, once I had some boons I liked, I went in anytime I could increase my max health, I went for that. And so finally beat it, run 19, and now I'm in. Like, now I want to try the run with other weapons. I want to beat the game, you know, run. I want to escape 10 times, get the actual ending. Yeah. And it's funny, man. Like, maybe it is just bias, but having the controller, the pro controller in my hand and having it on the screen, even a 105-inch screen, like, was significantly better than playing yeah, on the it, handheld it just so made I, more sense to me yeah it, there was especially with the hades fight i think that's <clears> where <throat> it made the biggest difference because 
it was because uh, I got to Hades in a number of runs. Um, I think I did get there in like the low or the high tens, uh, but uh, I would just keep on losing to him. Yeah, but it, it's once I put it in, um, when it's a doctor and I got to him, I was like, oh, when he turns invisible, you see his footsteps in the snow. Yeah, and I was that, like, I, was like, I, 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 I never, I didn't, never noticed that. Uh, on, I think a hundred percent. That's I think a hundred percent. That's what it is. It's just the visibility yeah. is so much better. Yeah. Like the and countdown so it also, bombs and stuff, yeah. It also really makes me wish that it had cross progression because I would love to play this on the Xbox Series X. Yeah, and, and play it over I, there. So I, I actually, my sister-in-law and her husband stayed at our apartment while we were in the hospital last week, and they watched the cats. And so uh, I gifted him Hades on his uh, Switch. Uh, and so, uh, cause he was looking to new game, he'd be entered a gungeon and he's like, oh, I have, he has like a spreadsheet of like what he's interested in and what he's bought and completed. Um, <laughs> he, uh, uh, he's the type of person like in Celeste, he has done every level, gotten every strawberry, cleared A, B and C sides. Uh, um, he's hundred percent in Celeste. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, he likes to spend this time with the game. So I was like, I was like, dude, you need to play Hades. He's like, yeah. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it for him. And he was hooked um, on it. And it's just like, and like, like you, he just beat it. A story oddly familiar. Like it's yeah. so scary how familiar this story is. Um, he said the same thing. He's like, I can't wait to start the next runs. Um, for this, and increase the heat, try out the different weapons, and see where the story goes. Um, I, I'm, I'm meant to get back around to it for the second and onward uh, clears, but other games just came <laughs> came up. Yeah, but it's it's always yeah. something to like. I fired it up on Xbox, and I just did a quick run, and I, and I agree with you. I was a bit sad that there's no cross progression there, but at least the Switch and PC has it. Um, yeah. So and that was nice, at least consolation there. I think, what I, might, I think what I might end up doing is I might end up playing it on the Xbox One and just putting God Mode on from the start. Yeah. Because that, I was reading into that, and that seems like such a great and smart implementation because the challenge is still there. It just makes you a little bit more resilient every time you die. And yeah. so um, you so still have to learn the patterns. You still have to put yeah. out damage, like... I think I might just do that, especially, like I said, I beat it once, made it through. I know I can mm -hmm. escape. Now let me just enjoy myself. And, and that's what I told my boss because, like, my boss, <laughs> my boss got to Hades, and he, like, I remember I beat it. I texted him, oh, I beat it. He's like, then he finally got to Hades. He could be his first form, and he texts me going, he's like, why didn't you tell me there was a second form? And I was like, <laughs> and not get this text message from you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, then he's like, he, he struggled with it. And I was like, I was like, just put it on God mode, man. Like, like what, 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 what are you doing at the end of the day besides banging your yeah. head against the wall? Right. Um, like, like, you'll still get the satisfaction of the win. It's still a challenge. Uh, you know the game scales down to where it is beatable for you um you know and th there's nothing wrong with that um yeah uh, it, like you know if you haven't had a chance to play it it's on game pass pick it up yep it, even pay even at full price still worth it on other yep. consoles i agree 100%. Yeah. And, and like uh, I, I know you mentioned the ac accessibility and i like i was talking about dodgeball academia uh earlier you know i i don't have much more to say on that besides you know still a fantastic game but one of the things i did discover was the accessibility um settings in that game are actually really fantastic so you can go in and you can actually set how much damage you take and how much damage you can give uh on like a percentage scale so you can like ramp up the damage taken all the way down to zero percent so 
you're invincible or and you can wrap up the damage given or decrease how much you give put yourself out of handicap um and i thought that was like a really cool feature and it doesn't affect like the game or story in any specific way um and it's just like hey uh i don't want to bang my head against this challenge or this particular fight um i just want to continue on with this and you can do I that mean, i i love i'm, at, I'm yeah. totally at the point in my life where i love that games do that yeah especially when it's a game that you're enjoying but you just don't feel like you have the time to pit in the effort to bang your head over and over and over again on the same thing like i have no qualms i've been playing for as long as i have i've played plenty of difficult games i have no qualms with dropping something down to easy just because i want to get through the story mm -hmm. and experience what the game has that's gonna be and me so, with be, xenoblade one of these days <laughs> yeah. and so being able to adjust it more granular is fantastic fantastic addition and i love that whenever it's in a game um, so that wraps up what I've been playing. Besides Dodgeball Academia, what else have you been playing? All right, so I want to give a shout out to Microsoft uh, here because you know we talk about Game Pass, uh, cross save, cross cross platform, and everything. My God, I leveraged every single one of those platforms <laughs> opportunities over the last two weeks. Um, and it, it was it varied in different um, in different cases. Like I had mentioned, I was playing Psychonauts on Game Pass on PC because I wanted a graphical update. I realized I also had it on Steam. The problem I was running into with the original Psychonauts was if you try to remote into your PC for a Game Pass game, it it, it nearly always breaks. Something doesn't work correctly, uh, and so it's a pain. So I, found, I managed to grab my Psychonauts save. Uh, from Game Pass and just transfer it over to Steam. And then I would just use a Steam Link app and just go in that way. And it, that one was kind of annoying because Psychonauts is, yes, it's an old older game. And so yeah. my the, I couldn't just grab like the Xbox uh, cloud version of it uh, and just have my save there. So, um, you know, it, it, that was like one of the limitations there. But when it came to like 12 Minutes or Psychonauts 2 or Dodgeball Academia, I could jump between my Xbox, my PC, uh, my phone, and I was playing it everywhere I had a chance and like making <laughs> progress. And it, 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 it's, it was flawless. It, it works so great. And it, like, I, I never realized how much I loved, uh, like just took for granted, like how in what an amazing spot we're at. Uh, and yep. so like, you know, I, I finished that first Psychonauts and like, like you said, I, I had a great time with it. I think the characters of the world are great. I did get a bit frustrating towards the end with some of the platforming where yep. I definitely wanted to finish uh, some of the, uh, just finish that game, get ready for two. And then it was just like this platforming section or this boss that had like, it wasn't registering a certain hit or it didn't give me enough time. And it was like... It, it's from its time. It, it, you yeah. Know, like it, that right. game is, is it's from a specific era. And so like, I'm not going to hold it against it, like and measure it by today's standards, but like, I can see why some pe folks might not want to go back to it, but like I finished it, had a great time. And then it was like primed for Psychonauts two. Um, right after that, 12 minutes came out, which is like, uh, it's an adventure game. I think is the best way to describe it where you play a man who comes home to his apartment and discovers he's stuck in a time loop uh, where this cop arrives 
and pretty much like knocks him out every 10 minutes and you have to do a whole bunch of different variations of trying to figure out how to get out of that time loop what the story is there that game starts out great and then gets to the twist and then completely falls apart in my eyes i was very excited i was so excited for this game i was gonna play it you know i was like oh it comes out because that came out on the 24th is that correct or uh, no, no i think it was the week, week before Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So it came out. I was super excited. I was about to go boot it up. And then I saw your tweet. And then I saw somebody else's tweet. And another tweet. And another. And another. So then I was like, hmm. I'm I'm not, based on what everybody's saying, and they're not spoiling anything, but based on what they're saying, this does not seem like the type of game for me. And then I listened to a spoiler cast of it. Oh boy, I'm glad I didn't play this game. I mean, regardless of the fact that I think I would have gotten frustrated, because I just don't, I've talked about this before, I don't love the trial and error of point and click adventure mm-hmm. games, and there is some of this. Now, granted, I know there's also a novelty in the fact that, you know, you learn, because you learn something new, you go back and you realize that you can. Anyway, the. Actions that you can take in this game at certain mm-hmm. parts are not for me. <laughs> they are not for me. I don't want to play a game where I'm doing that stuff. And the twists and the endings that you can get, and I don't want to spoil anything, that, that's not for me. It's just it's just not. It's just the not twi- for me. The twist, it's just not for me. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the twist yeah. is based on your main character not remembering a specific fact and right. it is 100% bullshit like 100% uh yeah. and like if if you don't nail that you don't nail the game in my opinion yeah. cuz like not because you spend you, you you bang your head against these puzzles you try to figure out what variations what you can do and like i was playing it i started it and then my uh, sister-in-law and her husband were there and like we were playing it together and like trying to figure out what we could do uh, and yeah. then I, then they left and then like, I would fill them in, like, uh, text them later that day, like, Hey, like, this is, this is what I got to, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And then like, I finished it and I was like, I told them the twist and they were like, well, that was stupid. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Um, yeah. I got every achievement in it. Um, I like, I'll, I enjoyed that first half, but as soon as you get to like the story reveal point, it's just like, no, no. How long did it take you to finish the game? Would you say? Four to five hours, and I think maybe like another mm. hour or two for cleanup. Did you use a guide at all, or yeah? So <laughs> at certain points, I was just like, I, I would do everything I could possibly think of, and then if yeah. I got stuck at a certain point, Polygon had a really good guide. Um, I think that's how I, I would play. Yeah, yeah, th- 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 that's what ended up happening because I've like I've tried playing adventure games in the past, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just clicking between screen to screen, and this is frustrating. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, this one, I was just like, okay, if I get stuck and if I'm stuck here for like a half hour and I can't find a way forward, I'll look at what the next step is I need to do. And then uh, not the entire phase of that next step, but just like what that next item is. And I would do that and then figure it a way forward. Uh, and like one of them, I was just like, I would have never thought of that. And I'm glad, I'm glad because that was like needed to <laughs> progress. And the game wasn't giving me any sort of hints of like, hey, you should do this instead. 
Um, and so it was very interesting to see how it played out. But some of the that gave me the content warning, especially especially like yeah, I, I can't really say anything. Um, it's yeah, interesting. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. To check it out uh, if you want. It's short, but be prepared to be disappointed by that story. I don't think I don't think I've seen. I don't think I think the general consensus has been like, oh, this is fun. This uh, this is pretty cool. It's doing some interesting things. Oh, no, why? <laughs> so last game you already mentioned Psychonauts two. Okay, so you've only so, played a little bit of it, right, so far? Yeah, I, I played I played a half hour of this. Um, so we were at the hospital. My wife is in labor, uh, and del- yeah, labor and delivery. Um, it's gonna be a long night. Second nuts, I think, dropped on the twenty fourth, like at eight p.m. or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have access to the hospital Wi Fi, which can't pull down. It, it can't stream. It, it it it. I couldn't even like watch Netflix without episodes buffering. It was that bad. Um, and so I just, ju- I had one bar of, on LTE and I was like, let me give this a shot. And it worked. Like <laughs> it, w- it worked so well. And I was it's, able- it's, it's, it's funny when, when sometimes it wants to work. I've had that happen too, where I've had like one, two bars and I'm like, ugh, there's just, just no way it's going to work. And then it works mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And then yeah. I've had five bars and it's like, nah, I don't feel like it. And it was, I was like, I was like, it, it, this plays, this looks great. It plays great. And then like at the half hour mark is when like it started crapping out. And I was like, okay, yeah. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so I stopped. Uh, and then right. I was like, I'll play this once I get back home. I haven't got around to it. But presentation, look at and feel yeah. so much better. It, it's like, it, it's what nostalgia, like if I had played Psychonaut 16 years ago, this is probably how I would have remembered it. Uh, yeah, this is everything gotcha. I'd wanted from a sequel, yeah. and I'm and I'm glad we got it. Uh, I the love one that. thing, yeah, the one thing I that I found a little bit disappointing though was in the beginning they recap like what happened uh, in Psychonauts one, and I never I didn't realize Rhombus of Ruin was like so pivotal uh, to the story because it yeah, uh, and I was like that's VR only, and I. I can't have a VR headset now. <laughs> I have to so, wait 18 years. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to play that this weekend, uh, Rhombus of Ruin. Yeah. And then and then jump straight into Psychonauts. This, this Psychonauts 2 is definitely going to be the game I talk about next week. Because I fully intend on just binging that in, you know, two I or three I'm sessions. Th- I'm thinking of doing the same as well. Um, do you know how long Rhombus of Ruin is? I think it's like two hours, two and a half hours. Oh yeah, you're right. Two hours main story. Yeah, that's not bad. Oh man. No, no, no. I need I need a headset to borrow. <laughs> hey, leave your wife a newborn and come hang out in Northern Virginia for a couple hours. Uh, uh, we actually have a wedding um, that we're not going to uh, for my cousin uh, down in Virginia. Actually, it's a racist wedding. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's his wedding. You know, he got married a few years back. They're probably doing the reception um, in down in VA. So, oh, so, uh, so my invite just lost in the mail. I, you, you can you can talk to him about that. I yeah. I, I don't know. You should be yeah. like you could have used my backyard. All you gotta do is lawn mow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get right into the news. I'm going to try to get through some of these stories 
kind of quickly because mm-hmm. I unfortunately am fading. <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> that I mentioned that my brother is in town and my brother works with a contractor, so he does contracting. And I've been taking advantage of that and having him help out with some projects around the house. Mm-hmm. But because I also feel guilty that he's doing the work, I've been helping out with some of the projects as well. And I am exhausted and the caffeine's wearing <laughs> off. <laughs> so complete candor to our audience. If you saw, if you notice that my energy level started dropping or if at some point I just say, hey, Bilal, take over from here. That is I, why. I was going to. I was actually had like a list of rules for my wife for podcasting. <laughs> she, yeah, last night, last night I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna podcast tomorrow," and she's like, "We're not talking about this right now. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't confirm anything." And I was like, "I already texted Rob," <laughs> and like, and so and so like that's why I let her sleep nine hours last night and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did a lot to maybe bug her. Um, yeah, but like, I I was actually gonna say at the top of the podcast, there's a chance my wife might just margin with a crying baby and I go on mute <laughs> and so so if Rob fades and uh the baby's crying there might be just an awkward <laughs> gap <laughs> during this podcast yep. hey that's why you love us you know we're the realest podcast out there Get, maybe not the biggest the, the work maybe not the funniest guess. yep yeah 100 that's what it is now yeah, some right. of these stories are gonna be quick so yeah first yeah. bit of story this is out of polygon Assassin's Creed Odyssey patch adds 60 frames per second support on PS5 and Xbox Series S, that dropped on August 24th. Ubisoft announced Monday that on the 24th, they will add support for improved frame rates when running the game on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Odyssey will play well 60 frames per second on those platforms when playing the game through backward compatibility. Um, nothing more out of that story other than it's interesting to see them. It's interesting to see any company, honestly, release these kind of uh, patches to bring it up to modern standards and exploit the power. I think it's even more interesting to see them do this with Odyssey when they already have Valhalla out there. And so I think it just goes to show you kind of how popular the Assassin's Creed games have been, how popular Odyssey was. And because they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't still have a decent player base. And if they didn't think that by doing this, they could get more people in, right? Maybe there are people who have the PS5 and have the Series X who played Valhalla because it was a launch title and people are dipping their toes in Assassin's Creed for the first time. And now they can go back and play Odyssey and have the same 60 frames per second, which I'm sure looks beautiful because that game already looked fantastic. Yeah, I know for... um... For me, when I Odyssey came out, it was the first Assassin's Creed game I didn't buy on Xbox. I bought it on PC, and mm-hmm. I played through it there because I wanted that 60 frames per second. Uh, like it made the like visually, it makes a big enough difference um, yeah. after playing I mean, that, at 30 for years. That game is absolutely gorgeous at parts. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't yeah. played it and you want to give it a shot, I, I highly highly recommend. All right, next story. Again, we're going to stick with Polygon on this. Destiny 2's The Witch Queen expansion launches February 22nd. I have already pre-ordered the collector's edition for Xbox and this uh, base edition for uh, PC. Destiny 2's fourth major expansion, The Witch Queen, is coming on February 22nd, 2022. Bungie uh, announced the expansion's release date, as well as new features, story, and destinations at its Destiny Showcase event on Tuesday. And some of this news actually leaked like the night before, correct? 
Uh, I think it's been some of it's been out for some time or like okay. a, a couple of days before, yeah. Um, but it it like Savathun is who they're uh, finally introducing into the game. I mean, you remember the Taken King days? Like she was always mentioned in the background, and she's always been this like lingering force in the back. Um, and it's really cool because she's bringing light to the hive. So you have like hive guardians that will be you'll be going up against. Um, they're bringing in weapon crafting, and then with this new season of um, uh, Destiny Two for Beyond Light, they just introduced crossplay. So they're like the game's just getting really, really good. So I can finally play with friends on <laughs> different consoles. <laughs> I do like that it's also adding a new energy weapon type, the glaive. The glaive is mm -hmm. a spear-like pole arm with a curved blade on the end. And it's the game's only first-person melee weapon. I could possibly be convinced to play this game and mess with the glaive, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I already told you, I think I I have to check and see it. I'm not sure if I actually downloaded it or not, but I'd be willing to give it a try if you're going to be my shepherd and lead me through it because I am so lost in that game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's, I actually, my the game I'm trying to play this week is Destiny 2. Um it's, I finished dodgeball. I was thinking about doing Psychonauts, but I was like, I, I just want to get in because the story is getting good. Marasov, who's been gone since... Mm -hmm. She's gone since the Taken King. Yeah, she disappeared when her, she um, drove her ship into Oryx's. Um, <laughs> she's been gone that long since Destiny 1 and has finally returned. So definitely All right. well, listen, interesting you stuff. Find a, you find a little bit of time, you're going to play... Mm -hmm. Shoot me a message. I'll hop on. We'll we'll get something in. Uh, one cool one cool thing they also done uh, is with the season they introduced the timeline, which starts at Destiny Two and not Destiny One, which is really weird. Um, but it like if you go to the timeline, it, you could read the big events that have happened since the launch of Destiny Two, so you can catch up on some lore in game as well. Yeah, but will it tell me what I missed out on? Yeah, everything you missed out on. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me where I left off is really what I want to know because I don't, I don't <laughs> even remember where I left off. All right, listen, enough with Destiny 2. Okay. That old garbage. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> the new hotness coming. Marvel's Midnight Suns is the next game from the XCOM team. Turn-based RPG shares zero mechanics with XCOM and won't include permadeath. The next game from Frax's XCOM team is set in an obscure corner of the Marvel Comics universe titled Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, is being led by, well, anyway, Jack Solomon, it, designer of XCOM, Enemy Unknown, XCOM 2. It's actually it card-based battling in, it like, an XCOM, like, field. Wednesday at Gamescom. Uh, yeah. This was revealed not this, like, a week ago. So we, a week ago, yeah. So, so, so they if we had recorded last out, Wednesday, we would have talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But they, they uh, just had another, I didn't add it to this news story, but they showed off some more uh, actual gameplay. And it's like each character has like a card deck that they use to uh, unleash moves. Oh god, it, it's a card get card based uh, tactical Marvel RPG. Game. Tactical, yeah, tactical RPG. So it's like that makes me really happy because um, I I love a good tactical card based RPG. Hey, listen, I'm excited because they have Robbie Reyes in here, uh, one of the most underrated, doesn't get enough credit characters in the Marvel universe. His character design for a ghostwriter is mm -hmm. so amazing. 
that I I'm excited just for that fact alone. And also, I'm just a huge comic mark. You know, yeah. anytime there's a I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I'm playing Marvel Revolution. You have a Marvel or a DC game, and it's in a genre that I'll I've I enjoy. Like I'm in there. Doesn't doesn't take much from me. But I'm excited to see. Um, more of this game and, and get my hands on it does it uh in march 2022 hopefully that date sticks right yeah seems far All right. enough next bit of news saints row returns with a reboot in february 2022 volition's open world crime series goes back to its roots on ps5 xbox series x and pc i haven't looked at any of the actual video of this and the announced trailer I saw that there was a bunch of, <sighs> there was discourse, we'll say, on the internet uh, about this game because some people are disappointed that it's not going to be as zany and wacky as the past three Saints Rows have been, right? That being Saints Row 3, Got Out of Hell, and 4. Um... That being said, I'm excited for anything Saints Row, honestly. As long as it... I'm fine with them taking a little bit more of a grounded approach because where that series left off, it was so over the top. You were essentially superheroes in, in that game by the end of it. Did There's it just, war end with time travel? Uh, Yeah, I believe it did. <laughs> so it's one of those things where like you can't escalate at the rate they were escalating um, the rate they were escalating and maintain it, right? They yeah. had already like they had hit the cap. I don't know how much yeah. farther you could go. So to kind of scale it back and bring it back, and the one thing I do hope is that it doesn't lose its identity. That it has an identity, right? Because we have so many open world games that the one thing that sets them apart oftentimes is that identity. Like for instance. I think Watch Dogs Legions is a half decent open world game, but that game mm -hmm. doesn't have much of an identity. Like so you have main I know, character. yeah, and, and even even the the novelty of having these different characters like it wears off pretty quickly. You know, at the end of the day, it is just a GTA clone, and so that's the one thing that you know I'm concerned about. I do like that the you know the announced trailer. I saw some of the screenshots stuff like that that at least they are playing with color still, which is mm -hmm. nice, and we're not just getting something drab and gray and brown. I think they mentioned they wanted to ground it a bit more. Um, I, hope, I It does seem like there's fun costumes and stuff like that. I, I think there's a this... I, I think it might be a smart move on their part to reboot it because I think Saints Row has this stigma around it as this is wacky dildo waving like <laughs> uh open world game and if they yeah. can rebrand it in this reboot they can eat this lunch that you know fans want because like the saints Row games are fun um they yeah open world combat the side quests the, they they've established like they can do a really good one of those and there's no new grand theft auto for yeah years, and so right so, and so that's what i'm saying i mean there yeah. is there is a void there of mm -hmm. like criminal open world rpg watchdog legion kind of fits that although that's really 
anti-authority and anti-corruption yeah. than it is criminal. But it, I, there has to be levity is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like if there's no levity, then it's just not Saints Row in, in my opinion. Even that first yeah. game, which was very much a GTA clone through and through, it's still, you could see how it got to where it got to yeah. from that game. Uh, next story, the Dead Space remake is revamping some of the series' most iconic mechanics. This was pretty cool. Um, I, the, one of the things I saw about this is that they have basically came out and said also that it's it's not a remaster, it's not a reboot, it is a remake. So they are still following the story of the first game. However, with some visual upgrades, some gameplay upgrades, and I'm sure there will be some changes to the different beats in the story. One of the things they also mention is that the whole premise of that first story is that you are searching for your wife on um, on the ship, and when you get there, that's when you discover that things have gone awry. The searching kind of stops after that, right? It then just becomes yeah. like surviving. Yeah, you are still trying to get there but that kind of gets placed on the back burner and they want to bring that more to the front uh but they are talking about that they do want to change kind of the The flow yeah and the strategy behind Mm -hmm. uh combat in this game because the reality is is that while yes i did use every weapon I used that plasma cutter until I was out of plasma cutter ammo. And most of my strategy in that game of using other weapons was like, all right, I got to save my plasma cutter ammo for later. And so that's one of the things they want to do is they want to... Um, yeah, I think they say in uh, Polygon says in the story, now each weapon will affect different kinds of necromorphs right. in varying ways. Some will stagger, stun, or shred depending on what enemy type they're used on. Uh, and so it's like there, it seems like there might be like a rock, paper, scissor type effect to... Um, uh, the combat now, which which is nice because like if you can dismember with multiple weapons, um, uh, and uh, against enemy types, that that's a big plus. Um, and yeah. then I think they also said they're increasing the detail of the layers of flesh and bone f- flay. Yeah. They also mentioned that one of the cool things they're doing as well is they are trying to because of the fast SSDs in these new consoles they are approaching this as one continuous shot, similar Ooh. to what we got in the... God of War. Newest God of War, correct. And so that has me very excited. Listen, I have mentioned this before. I am so, so excited for this game. They showed a little bit of very, very early footage. I mean, like, so early that developers and publishers normally don't show this <laughs> yeah. level of footage. I mean, it was basically like a character model of a necromorph, character model of Isaac, and then nothing in the environment, just boxes. <laughs> yeah, and I was, so. I was when they announced that they're showing something in the developer. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, they just announced this. <laughs> what yeah, are they doing? yeah. So yeah. like, so it made me happy because there's there's confidence if you're willing to show something this early. Yeah, and so yeah. and I say it all the time. This is what I want to see. I want to see more transparency and communication. Mm-hmm. I want to go on the journey with you when it's a game I'm excited for. As long as, you know, we're not getting into spoiler territory. I don't want to see a ton 
of the game i want to know a ton about the game mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah and they're also apparently changing up uh the zero gravity sections with better controls i don't recall having issues with it but it's been so long maybe maybe it's just like i, I yeah i don't remember failing me yeah. yeah i don't i like i saw that and i was like oh yeah there were zero g moments where you're kind of flying from like essentially you were flying from one room to another through these zero g sections right it was it was just like a an obstacle in your way yeah but i don't remember I, it being that frustrating but again that was being how cool. many years ago yeah yeah i'm excited but also this. but also i was in love with that game so like yeah anything I, it did i thought it was cool i would forgive almost anything <laughs> uh next bit of news Surprise, surprise, Skyrim gets another new edition. So the anniversary edition arrives November 11th. Bethesda announced a new edition of the fantasy RPG, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, on Thursday during QuakeCon, QuakeCon at Home 2021. The new anniversary edition will have some nice bonuses for characters. It uh, will be available for players on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series consoles. The anniversary edition contains the full game, all enhancements from the special edition, and the Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn expansions. It also comes with a free next-gen console upgrade, over 500 Creation Club elements like quests, dungeons, bosses, and weapons. And last but not least, there's a fishing pole. And you can go fishing now in the game. I mean, now, now I can finally play Skyrim. I, this so, is what I was waiting for. It was on my bucket list. If they added, I was always saying, if they add fishing to Skyrim, I will play that game. You joke, but I may actually play Skyrim now. <laughs> I have never played Skyrim. My first game of is that this, style. Is this a stream? Is this a stream for us? Because like oh I, oh my god, I believe you played stream? Skyrim. Yeah, so be it. We should. All right, here's the deal. We play Skyrim, right? Yes. Whether it's you or or, or I me. think it's you. Okay. I want to commentate. All right, but we both make decisions. You help me with the build, okay? And then you know we go back and forth on making decisions. Okay, there we go. All right, and there we go. We'll, we'll do this. <laughs> we'll it's see. It's gonna be a hundred. Be like the decision oh is God. on this. This stream will be fishing again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just a hundred hours of fishing. Yep. A hundred hours of fishing. Just, All right. Just max out your character. Did we not? Did we? We talked about this, right? We uh, we talked so, about so that we, Activision, right? But we didn't talk about the size. The, is that what it is? I think it, the date and the size for Vanguard. Mm. I don't think it had a release date. I think it had the title had leaked or they had promised stream. I can't. Re I can't remember. Um, I f yeah. I don't remember. You're right. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, so basically what i'm getting at is that activision reveals call of duty vanguard and it is 270 gigs according now, to the, microsoft's listing store page listing the important news is that the game releases on november 5th and the multiplayer portion launches with 20 new maps which is the largest set ever for a new call of duty game that's that's kind of that's a lot of maps that's a ton of maps as long as they're good, yeah, that's that's great. Apparently, though, they are reportedly smaller and tighter than usual to focus on a more compact and frenetic pace. That is my least favorite Call of Duty map. It is ones where it is just running around with SMGs and shotguns. Mm. I don't enjoy that style of, 
uh, Call of Duty. Uh, other games have done that in the past. There was actually a, I, I'd say a span of like five or six releases where that was all the gameplay was. And it's funny because that's essentially where I fell off on it. And then came back when they went back to sort of the mid range to long range to also like a more variety of engagements. And I know a lot of people were kind of <laughs> poo pooing on those maps and that playstyle because the next generation after me, this is how they played, right? That frenetic, let me run around with an SMG and hip fire and, and I'm going to jump around corners every time I play, which I, so that's, you're saying you don't want shipment and nuketown you. remade for the 20th time uh, listen i no hard hard pass i i mean listen i already said it made my opinions known i'm out on this game i have no interest in doing vanguard the only thing that can get me in this is if it has a zombies mode that is actually good and not what they did to this game so which is they, a crime they did a campaign i think uh gameplay reveal at gamescom and it looks good like I, everything i saw of it i was like mm, i'm gonna get this on a sale and play through this campaign for <laughs> yeah <bucks."> well <laughs> you find it on sale for 30 bucks you let me know and then yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll play the campaign actually yeah. maybe i'll just i you know i'm a loyal gamefly subscriber i just yeah. remember it again and so maybe this is something that I just game fly, play the campaign. I just, I don't want to do World War II again, man. I only <laughs> want to do World War II if instead of uh, Nazis, we're fighting aliens and it's a resistance remake and we have cool weapons. That's that's what I want. I, I want, do you, can I take my, my dream war game? Sure. It's, 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 more like, it's more like a simulation, but it's some guy... Let's just say you play as the Punisher, and you just go back in time to various wars, and you have the future arsenal, and you can just shape how history changes. <laughs> you just choose a side. That's just a slaughter simulator if you have futuristic <laughs> weapons. You're going yeah, like, go to how the, far back go back, do you go? Go back to the American Revolution and just be like, nah, or like... How about when Christopher Columbus lands and you could just be like, the Native Americans had gats. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm in. Let's, let's do it. Like we get, let's get a developer. Let's fund this ourselves. We, we, we need a historian. Just, just figure out how it would all play out. Create yep. this intricate web of possible endings. It just breaks the timeline. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's, it's just some it's a, multiple Nexus events. Yes. Okay. I was uh, gonna say, did you watch? Did you I did. Watch I did. Loki? I did. Okay. I finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next bit of news: We're in our little Microsoft block now. First story up: Xbox Game Pass gets Final Fantasy Thirteen, Nuclear Throne, and more in September. I've been uh, wanting they to play Nuclear Throne. They announced the list of games that you can expect in the next few weeks. I feel like we literally do this every podcast, right? Is but that we have a new list yeah. of games coming and. The games are Craftopia coming to cloud, console, and PC, September 2nd. Final Fantasy 13 coming to console and PC, September 2nd. Signs of the Sword. How do you pronounce that word? I don't know. I, I don't want to embarrass myself. So. Yeah, I didn't want to either. Signs <laughs> of the Sword. Jordaner? So, yeah, that's so Jordan. So Jordan. Mm. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's, gonna, it's not, it's not it's the gonna, first time I've seen that word, but yeah. I it, just saying it like, out loud for the first time. 
it's gonna be like kernel it's like <laughs> that, that, that's how you, <laughs> it's like that, that's just how you write kernel uh that's coming to cloud console and pc september 2nd surgeon simulator 2 coming to cloud console and pc september 2nd crown trick coming to console and pc september 2nd 7th sorry september 7th uh breath edge coming to cloud console and pc september 9th nuclear throne coming to console and pc september 9th and the artful escape coming to console and pc september 9th the artful escape is the one that i am most excited about out of this list yes uh i uh, was looking at the screenshot of that one and i was like oh that's a guitar uh, one um so i'm yeah i'm excited for that and nuclear throne was something i've always wanted to play but never got around to so uh very excited for that and then i think they also released quake quake 2 and quake 3 arena yeah so on game Pass so as well we mentioned the skyrim anniversary edition that got mm -hmm. announced at mm -hmm. QuakeCon. they also had announced and released quake quake 2 and quake 3 arena um onto consoles and they're remasters correct they're like up-res ports and uh so i think i think the uh, quake the original quake has some not significant other? had some significant changes like i think it even has like ray tracing added in yeah it's, uh, yep. from everything i've heard it's like it's everything a quick fans want <laughs> all right next bit of news speaking of uh game pass and cloud gaming xbox game pass ultimate cloud gaming comes to xbox consoles this holiday microsoft cool. says xbox one will be able to stream xbox series x games i We've talked about this in the past, and we talk about so many things, so many things. I feel like I say that phrase all the time. I've talked about this in the past. We've talked about this in the past. This is very cool for people who still have older consoles, or even someone like me, where I have you know, an Xbox One S still laying around here because I've now upgraded to the other consoles, and I traded in my One X but my son's One S is still here. My daughter actually uses it. And so now that console has the potential to play some of the Series X versions of games that it otherwise wouldn't be able to handle. Yeah. More importantly for me is that now I'll be able to sit down at the console, stream a game on Game Pass, and try it out before taking up that coveted internal or expansion card that, that coveted storage on my console. I think that is a quality of life feature that is going to change the way we approach Game Pass and the way we approach games as a whole. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things like, you know, we used to get demos with every uh, Xbox Live Arcade game that was released, and it felt like almost every big release received an X, uh, a demo during the Xbox 360 generation. This opens the door for them doing essentially that, right? Giving you a time streaming, cloud streaming demo of games if they wanted to take this a step further, right? Um, even if they don't, just the ability of, like I said, Game Pass games, because, you know, it's, for example, you play 12 minutes, I maybe I could have booted that up and tried it over the cloud on the console and then decided whether or not I was going to download it and give it a go. Now, I could do that now with, you know, my PC or my phone, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? 
And so I am very excited for um, this possibility. And I think I read that Phil Spencer himself actually said that that's how he's using it mostly is by trying these games out before then downloading them. I, I mean, I would love to play Microsoft Flight Simulator. I just don't want to download it because I know <laughs> I know it's something I'm just going to delete in a few um, yeah. Like after like a few hours. And so it's yeah. just like, why download it and have it take up storage when I can just try it out? And, and I think this is cool. Like I said, when it works, that when you have a strong enough connection, it doesn't even need to be that strong. A lot of the cloud stuff works really well. Now in our Microsoft block, we dive down more specifically to our Halo block. Halo Infinite finally has a launch date. It's December 8th, twenty. 21. This date was slipped out according to a listing on the Microsoft store. I believe they confirmed it later on, or at least we're kind of like, you yeah, know, I wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have a release date. What we also know about Halo Infinite is that it won't launch with campaign co-op or forge mode. Now, me personally, forge mode, not the end yeah. of the world, not the biggest deal. I think forge is very, very cool. But it's also one of those things that you can add later on and it it is still I don't know if the player base is that large of people who are just interested in going into Forge and messing around. Mm. Uh, but that is something that you can add later on and then those people can, you know, hop in then. Check it out. The campaign co-op does sting a little bit more because I think yeah. After the first one, that's no, that's not true. From Halo three on, that's how I played all the, the campaigns. I believe. Did I play Halo 3 solo? Anyway, but in recent memory, that's how I've played all the yeah. campaigns. And we played some of them together. Yeah, exactly. Online. And yeah. and and you know, playing with your friends is always much more fun, right? Like that's a no-brainer. That being said, am I, am I, you know, losing my mind? Like I'm disappointed. I'm not angry about this news. Mm. And so I'm still super excited for it. I'm super excited for multiplayer. I'm going to play through the campaign solo. What I'll probably do is I'll just play through the campaign on Heroic. And then once it releases with campaign co-op, I'll play through it on Legendary, you know? Yeah. Um, but that is kind of a bummer. That being said, if they had to do this because of quality reasons and them wanting to focus on getting the product out the door the best it could be with the campaign and the multiplayer, then I'm, I, you know, I, I trust them. If they think that it was what's yeah. best, I think this is a better move than delaying it again. Yes, but I also think it's embarrassing because this game was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, and sure. They, I mean, clearly they looked at it and said, this, we, this needs of a serious I, facelift. Maybe uh, not a complete overhaul, but a serious yeah. facelift. It needs serious work to get it to the standards where we need it at. Like, and so. Yeah, like, I think they have a very, uh, from everything I've heard and read about the uh, the alpha flight they did for the multiplayer, I think they have a very strong multiplayer component. I, can, I don't know what that campaign will end up looking like, but I usually enjoy a good Halo campaign. Even like, I did, 4 was kind of basic, but like still playing through it. I had a good time. Same with five. Um, I just think they made such a big deal of bringing back local campaign co-op uh, because they that was taken out of five. Yeah, and right. 
then they they said you know like it's it's on the agenda we're gonna do it and now they come around like hey there's no campaign go up at launch it's just like what are you guys doing it's like yeah. you guys had an extra year uh like it's like and in my mind it's like the game was in a bad state they needed to get into a better state they looked at what was on the list of topics to finish uh yeah yeah i mean like you look at the sprints you look at the development sprints and you'd be like okay we need to fix all this shit because this is core to the gameplay if this doesn't yeah. work or look good then this game's gonna you know that's it for halo uh because this yeah. is this is probably the last shot we get at it uh well probably not the last shot but like we need this to be a uh, success yeah i mean yeah. if this comes out and is a disaster i think it might be the last shot honestly yeah I don't it, think it, it's no. There was a time where Halo was too big to give yeah. up on, and I don't know if it's. For me, it is. You yeah. know, it, but it, I don't know like, if that's a general consensus. Yeah, it's like Master Chief Collection was supposed to be the saving grace for the Xbox One, and that came out and was a disaster because like the which online is, just didn't work. Uh, and which then is such a bummer because it's so so good it, now. It's yeah, and it's so good now. It's just like you you need to make sure like, and I get it. Like if you can cut campaign co op, you can cut Forge to ensure that the game that is available at release has a solid multiplayer a solid campaign that people will receive very well then then do it like they do that but it's like it's also disappointing that this game has been in development for so long and that this gets cut at launch because i know so many people that like meeting up with their friends and playing locally uh that yeah. uh, campaign co-op so um yeah it is a bit disappointing I, I i'm glad they came out and said it uh ahead of time um, cause I know there, there was some disappointment in the ranks, but that game still continues to look good. Uh, I just hope we see less issues out of Halo like this. Um, yeah. had a, you know, towards whatever their, uh, ongoing, uh, development cycle or life cycle, uh, for the multiplayer is. On a brighter note, Xbox came into Gamescom and chose violence against my wallet because how many controllers how many controllers hold on. Well, we're not going to talk about that i we're not going to talk about that i have restrained myself i haven't done it we're not even talking about the absolutely gorgeous forza horizon 5 controller five. Yeah. that they announced i mean that thing is that's the one i might break on did, did that's I, the one I'm probably gonna break on. Did I tweet at you about that controller? Yes. I, yes. Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. So let's. We're not even talking about that one. But they also went ahead and announced a Halo Infinite customized Xbox Series X, which thank God I already have one because I would be all over this. I think it is so clean and so nice it's looking. It's so nice. I would I if I could trade in my Series X yep. and get guaranteed version of that and I maybe yep. pay like a hundred dollars I think I would. A hundred. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yes. Yes. Tomorrow. Let's do it. Yes. Um. That that gold Xbox logo it looks it looks so nice and there's. I mean it mm. is uh yeah it is and so it has, so clean. Apparently has like a blue glow from up top at the top. As well. Yeah. I mean it's kind of like yeah. the same way that the current one has that X that green glow even though it's not yeah. really a glow um i think that's what they're doing there as well and the gold and accents. they also and they also announced a master chief styled xbox elite wireless controller series 2 and this is like now well i believe that the color scheme they went with on the customized series 
X is much cleaner, mm-hmm. much classier, much, you know, it could be recommended for anybody. Not even, you don't even have to be a Halo fan. You would love this thing. But as a Halo fan, as a fan of Master Chief, this thing, oh boy. If, oh man. I just don't, listen, my Series 2 controller works perfectly fine. I don't have 200 bucks to be thrown around on a controller. I want this thing so bad. So, so bad. But I can't, I, I won't do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I think the only thing that stopped me is that pre-orders were already all picked up, so I can't buy it. it it's right, so l- nice. Listen, between you and me, I wasn't that restrained. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I couldn't get it. But I'm going to restrain it if any more pop up. I've decided that's a sign. It's not meant to be. I'm not going to get it. Uh, I mean, you know what? I, it was more curiosity. I just wanted to see if they were, if I could, you know. Get one and then, yeah. and then, you know, yeah. hold it and just see. Yeah, just leave it, it in the It was box. better than my Maybe, other one. You know, yeah. You never know. Like, these things break, right? If my mind breaks. Yeah. And I've already got one. It's not a big yeah. deal. Actually, yeah. You uh, know, just in case one of your controller breaks, you need, you need a backup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that wraps up our Microsoft block of the news. Let's go ahead and get into our PlayStation block. PlayStation Plus offers Hitman 2 and Overcooked in September, plus a third game, Predator Hunting Grounds. Now, I'm not the biggest Hitman fan, and I have already played Overcooked, and I already own Predator Hunting Grounds. So this does nothing for me. <laughs> that being said, I do think that Predator Hunting Ground is a pretty good asymmetrical uh, multiplayer game and it is nice that it's coming to PlayStation Plus. Hopefully this you know builds a little bit of the player base. I'd be willing to go back in there and dabble with it. Uh I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast because I haven't put enough time into it. But in a similar vein, although not asymmetrical, just multiplayer, I have played that new Aliens uh game that was released. What's the full title of that? I was gonna say hunting grounds, something protocol. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Or alien, fire team elite, fire team elite. I was gonna say you know uh, colonial marine elite, but fire team <laughs> elite. Uh, and that, if you're a fan of aliens, is is very cool in how faithful it is to that franchise and what's that really fate of play like in that world. It is not. I that is a. Actual purchase, I, I use Gamefly to try it out, and we'll see if I hold on to it. That's also why I didn't want to talk about it yet, because I have only played uh, about an hour of it, and it's the early levels, and so I am not leveled up. I don't have a lot of cool weapons or attachments and stuff yet. Uh, I was playing with a couple friends, and they looked much cooler than I did and had much better weapons and abilities, <laughs> so... We will see if I stick with that. So I want to give like a little bit more time before I pass any judgment on that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to just call out that the Overcooked All-You-Can-Eat Edition comes with Overcooked 1 and 2, a uh, bunch of improvements, quality of life features, and cross-platform multiplayer, 4K60, 4 to PS5. Um, so it, it's the definitive edition of Overcooked. Um, so definitely grab that if you can. I mean, yeah, if, if you haven't played Overcooked, that game is absolutely fantastic. I would be careful with who you play with because that could ruin friendships and marriages. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I, very, very good. My wife. Also, very, very satisfying when you finish that game. Mm-hmm. All right, our last bit of news for the week 
Horizon Forbidden West is launching in February 2022, arriving simultaneously on PS5 and PS4. The announcement was made during Gamescom opening night live. I don't think it hits it. it? I I don't think it hits it February. I think it gets pushed back. I mean, it has to. No, it has to. No. There's just no way. At Mm -hmm. this point, at this point, this this is. I believe it's going to hit February. But did I not call Mm. this? Did I not say for the longest time that it just felt like this game wasn't. No matter what they were saying, it just did not feel like this game was going to be ready this year. Okay. But, like, here's my thing. Every time Sony delays a first-party game out of the holiday season, they always choose, like, February. And then you get to, like, in January, and they're like, hey, the game's, like, complete, but we want to make sure it's the best, and we're going to push it two more months to April or May. Uh, or you might, if it's Naughty Dog, you get to April, and they're like, hey, we need, like, three more yeah. weeks, and then you get it yeah. into May. Uh, I think this launches in April. I don't think it launches in February. I'm 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 willing to wager that it launches in February. Okay, if it launches in February, I'll buy you a copy of Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> no, no, no. Of oh, Horizon, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna play this game. You're like, you're like, no, no, please. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna play this game. You don't have to buy me a copy, but I'm gonna play this game. But I mean, I listen. This isn't surprising to me, and, and yeah. once again, if a game needs to be delayed, it needs to be delayed. I'd much rather a delayed game that has the potential to be good than a game launching early and, and being a mess. Because we talked about that with you know, Halo Master Chief Collection. That game is kind of forever stained because of its launch. And mm-hmm. you know, when I say its launch, I mean the first two years that game was out because it took forever for them yeah. to get it fixed. But that game is a fantastic product now, and yeah, so... Like- I look at I look at even like Biomutant was something that I played and was okay with. Um, that game got a lot of patches after it came out that fixed a lot of the issues and it, it might not drastically change the game, but improved on a lot of the stuff that I had issues with. And I'm not going back to go check it out because I had my time with that game and the memory I have of it is what I have of it. Um, it it's like Final Fantasy 15. People that played it at launch versus people who played Royal Edition have different feelings on uh you know how that game plays and different parts of it but at the end of the day you know you got to make sure it's ready out the gate yep i also feel like it makes financial i'm not i'm not a money guy but i I don't know how much it hurts a company to delay something by like six months or a year but i just feel like if you give your team extra time for that polish and the game is like a critical success you're gonna get more money from so here's here here's where yes yes sure but also no if playstation 5s were readily available on store shelves you know and it wasn't as hard as it is to get now we would be coming into the holiday season with no new with no new title to kind of push the sales right like Sure, there's already some titles out, some great titles, but those titles have been out for a year, and those aren't the titles that generate the kind of hype that you get from an upcoming release. It's why so often we see big releases happen the first week of November, because that Black Friday shopping weekend is coming up a couple weeks after, and now you have these titles so that you know people are, hey, I want a PS5, and I want this title, you know? 
this is perfectly fine. Them not having anything major in the fall is perfectly fine for Sony because they don't have any inventory to push anyway, right? They're not hurting. So they can afford to kind of do this, where while Microsoft also doesn't have a ton of inventory, they are still playing catch up in the hearts and minds of gamers, right? They were the second fiddle last generation and they have a play to make. So them kind of, you know, Microsoft being able to kind of dominate the holiday season with having Halo and Forza Horizon 5 and not having anything out of Sony, I mean, I don't think Sony loves that idea, but it's also not going to hurt them immediately. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's the right move. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean there. I've also, I also got to say, like, Microsoft is killing it with Game Pass because I think every game I talked about today that I played was on Game Pass. I haven't had to spend a penny. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, listen. I wonder if I, Sony comes out with something. Uh, I know there's rumors that they're working on something, but I wonder what if, if it's just a clone yeah but game pass or like what's the what's the benefit coming out of i don't know there's so solution. many rumors coming out yeah. about that stuff like an improved playstation plus that and yeah. in, includes movie tv and maybe their anime now that they have crunchyroll as well as you know um the best not they have crunchyroll they, they already have Funimation, them. right yeah and so now they have Crunchyroll as well. So you get all the subs I, and dubs under one roof, which, yeah. you know, if, not bad. I mean, I mean, you you could say that, hey, we have this PlayStation Plus Pro, right? Mm -hmm. And it still gets you the games that it gets you, still gets you the benefits that it gets you. But now also you get anime with it, right? Hey, I'm on board. Let's go. But that's How not Game Pass. have a Crunchyroll right? subscription. Yeah, but now you won't need one. Mm -hmm. if economically it makes sense yeah that is right that's true um but i but yeah i mean i don't know i don't i just don't see them i don't think they need they feel like they need to have a game pass because they are the leader when it comes to the two companies so I mean, when it happens, it happens. I would love for it to happen. I I love Game Pass. And these days when people ask me for recommendations about consoles, I usually point them towards the Xbox because of Game Pass, right? Yep. Especially when it's somebody trying to get into gaming who is a lapsed gamer or a new gamer because it does give them a low barrier to entry. Uh, Especially in, if they have... Trying out these yeah. games. And especially if they have like a sibling or a close friend that they can game yep. share with, Ooh, yep. it makes it makes that even a sweeter deal. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up all the news. Bilal, you want to tell people where we where they can follow and where they can normally find us? Yeah, you guys can uh, follow the Workprint uh, over on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch at the Workprint, uh, and then you can. Uh, follow me at Bilal underscore me on, on Twitter and Night Mystic over on Twitch. And you can find me at SonnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 over on all social medias and over at Twitch. I actually think tomorrow I will be streaming a little bit on Twitch with my nephews again. We'll see. Ooh, I think it nice. went. I think it went good. It was a good time the first time we did it, so... 
maybe we'll do, do it again. Depending on what game we play, I mean, it's probably going to be Fortnite. Maybe I'll even put it on the main work print channel to kind of make up for not having anything up there yeah, recently. I, I, think, I think you should do it. I can run uh, some polls to see how hard you will carry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to tell a friend. I, I still stand by. I believe that's the best way to support us is to spread mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Find you. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, Twitch, if you can. Um, it all goes a long way into helping us out. And yep. you know, I you know, I'm already mulling over some fun ideas for child's play. Uh, is, is that what it's called? That doesn't it seem is. right. The child's play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Called, it is, is it? called that. You've got me like second. Second. Uh, it's definitely called that. That's the movie. That is the movie. Hold on. Uh, yeah, child's play. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you're kidding. Yes, me. that that is child's play. Okay, I was. Really you know, it's, you know what it is? It's because that TV show is coming out, and that's why yep. Child's Play is like on the brain as something else. Anyway, yeah, uh, we should definitely do something with that. 100%. Once again, congratulations, Bilal. I Thanks. don't think you understand how hard I smiled and how happy <laughs> I was for you when I got that picture. Tell Malia um, I send my best and congratulations. Thanks, man. And I think you guys are going to be fantastic parents. That sounds, that's awesome. Thank you. And um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I might have an extra wand for you. So next time you go to Universal, just give me a heads up. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I have like eight or nine <laughs> Harry Potter wands. Um, so if, right. if you want to borrow I'll, one, yeah. I, I got Voldemort's. I got Voldemort's and I got All shit right. for it from the, the wand lady down in uh, Universal. So... Um, just walk around like a villain if you want. Oh, absolutely. I already do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Until next time. Bye-bye.